Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. I would really like a warm environment right now. Today is, <laughs> today is January 30th, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with Stacy and Sarah. We all are like live um, from the midst of the polar vortex right now. So a warm environment would be very nice. <laughs> and we're all like icicles yes, right now. Yeah. It's very, very cold. And we are here to talk about romance, just kind of in general, because we love it and because Valentine's Day is coming up. And what else should you talk about aside from Valentine's or on Valentine's Day? <laughs> So I would say, you know, hello and how are you and all that. But since there was like laughing and we already said we were cold, <laughs> they know how we are. We'll skip the greeting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's going to be this way then, huh? <laughs> I think it is. I think this is how Book Bistro has to be when it's, like, colder in the Midwest than it is in Antarctica. Um, it's just not great. <laughs> so the schools are all canceled. A lot of people's jobs are closed. Like, it's that cold. There's no mail. Like, no. Um, no, no mail. My aunt works for a bank, and it's closed until Friday. Yes. My husband and I, I work for a university. He works for a community college. It was closed today. They both be closed tomorrow. Our kids are home from school. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's something. <laughs> so it's let's like heat up and talk about steamy romance because if we do, then maybe we'll all like not be cold. Maybe we'll I feel I love warm. that idea. It's, it's a great idea. But before we do that, I do have to say that people can find us on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can like and or follow the page. And of course, you can join our Facebook group as well. We would love to have you there. If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, if you'd like a book recommendation or you have a question or a comment, you can do that via Facebook as well. Or you can send us an email and that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. All right. So romance. And since romance is just this genre that we all really, really love, the best way to talk about romance is like very unstructured. So why don't we talk about things that we would like to see more of in romance going forward? I know for me personally, I'd like to see more. I was talking about this earlier with, with Sarah and Shannon. For, one thing for me is that right now, anytime there's diversity in romance, it's something to be celebrated and like to be acknowledged. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is a diverse romance. Yes. And I would mm -hmm. love to see where that's just so mundane that no one even gives it a second thought. You know, where it's not like, oh, there's this really out-of-the-box author who's doing a very diverse, writing a very diverse romance that we all should take note of. I want it just to be something that happens, you know, where people have <clears> disabilities <throat> or where, um, 
you know, characters of other ethnic backgrounds are represented or, you know, maybe there's like a trans transgender person. And it's not just like something that is it's like this huge deal. It's just something that kind of organically is in a book just because, you know, yes. like the books by Helen Wong. Yes, you know, that, like, yes, the kiss like quotient the kiss quotient and, and the, the bride, the bride test that's coming out this year. Yeah. Her books are her, that book was so awesome. And I think a lot of people made a huge deal because the heroine in, in the, the kiss quotient, she had autism, but the yeah. way that the author wrote that book was so natural and so wonderful. It was not all about like, let's talk about autism and how different they are. It was more like, let's write a book about, let's tell this person's story and make it interesting. And it wasn't, I don't know. I don't think I'm describing it very well, but that book really spoke to me because it was a different concept, but so well written that it, you didn't feel like you felt like you could still identify with her, even if you were not on the spectrum or didn't know anything about the spectrum. Yep, I agree. Yeah, that's fair. I think um, I have a friend who is also named Shannon, actually. Um, <laughs> there's name. more than one of you? <laughs> well, there's more than one Shannon, certainly. I, I don't think that we're, we're quite the same. Um, you know, we're not like, like clones. But she has said that she would really like to read a book where like someone's best friend just like happens to be blind or just happens to be in a wheelchair or, you know, just where it's not a big deal. It's not right. a story about, oh my gosh, a blind person falls in love, but like just a run of the mill person who happens to be blind. And this person is able to be like someone's best friend. You know, it's, it's like, not a big it's deal. Like, it's like the equivalent of like, you know, street furniture, like part of the scenery, part of the yes. book, but not something to be like lauded and applauded. Is that kind of what where you're yes. going with that? Yeah. 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 Because you know what, if you think about it, if there's a romance and there's somebody who say they're blind or they're, they use a wheelchair and they could be like a supporting character or not. So I was just writing this. I think I was texting you guys about this earlier. So if they're blind and they happen to be a nice, Oh, I put it on your Facebook post, Stacey. So yeah. if they're, if they're like a, even remotely normal blind person in a romance book, um, they'll either fall down the stairs or fall off their horse oh, yes. and they'll hit their head and they'll get their sight back. And it's amazing too, because I've read several books um, where there was a supporting character, um, one that uses a wheelchair and in two different books, they were great guys. Like I adored them in both books, two different authors and they both died. What the hell? I know. <laughs> right? Like it's terrible. And I'm like, why do they have to die? Like, it ruined. I was so mad. Like, one of them fell in a ditch and the other Sarah, one died. Sarah, stop. Like, I didn't read that book yet all the way through, and I know what you're talking about, so thanks. You, I'm not that book. I'm not talking about yeah, that you book. you are. It's um, okay. You don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's sometimes inserted as inspiration porn. Yes. <laughs> and you know. that, I have to say, one of the best, um... Like the best portrayals of someone with, with a disability as a supporting character where it wasn't like made a big deal came from the books that Alessandra Torre writes under um, the pseudonym A.R. Torre. And there was just this really great guy and he was in a wheelchair and, you know, a lot of things happened, like bad things happened to him, but bad things happened to a lot of people. 
in those books. And I love that he was able to be a supporting character with a disability who had a fantastic personality. And the book was not about like, people weren't like, oh my gosh, this guy is in a wheelchair and look at like all the things that he's able to do. Like it, it wasn't about that. It was just like, a thing that happened to be. Songbirds didn't like fly out of the book when he did stuff. And like, no. oh, that's good. I will say though, I think one of my favorite, favorite, most sexiest books, and I know we're talking about supporting characters for your friend, Shannon, but where the guy uses a wheelchair, and I don't even like, I don't even like a lot of, like, thriller-ish type books anymore. All right, let's say it on three. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Envy. Envy by Sandra, Sandra Brown. Brown. <laughs> oh, Holy that's crap. Right. Was that a sexy book? I forgot about that, actually, until you mentioned it, that... It, that there was a character in a wheelchair. Oh, he was all about that. He was that so was, virile and like oh, I mean, God. he in vital, so, and that that did not get in the way of who that character ended up being at all. No, that was no. a sexy book. I feel like Sandra Brown has had several disability books. She had another book. Um, I was just talking about it with the person. I have um, a few people who drive me to work in the morning, and one of them, she was saying that she was reading it. I think it's, is it Unspeakable? Unspeakable. Unspeakable, yeah. And the, and the main character is deaf, and she's a mom. And like, yes. I, it was really interesting to me. And again, this is an older book, but she was talking about how she had used the TTY to order a pizza. And it was part of the book, and it was just, like, so natural. They just threw it in, and, like, I don't know. I thought that was so... Yeah, Sheesh. I give her props for that. Revolutionary yes. for her for that time. It was written in the '90s, and it was still she made it relevant without making a huge deal of it, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, so <clears throat> I would definitely like to see more like that. I think that was a very, a very great thing that you pointed out, Stacey. And I think that's true along like all the all the diversity lines. Yep, I do. Whether too. it's racial, ethnic, um, sexual orientation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although, can I say that more lesbians in romance would be fantastic? I feel like we have a ton of, like, male-male fiction. Yeah. But you know, so few. Yes. And even just, like, in mainstream, like, romance, I don't see a lot of lesbian characters. And if no. they are there, they have to be very flamboyantly lesbian or very, like, out stereotyped. and loud uh-huh. and stereotyped. And, you know, it, it's not something that's just sort of, like, yeah, my friend's a lesbian and she's in this book or this book is about, you know, um, you know, two women, two women or whatever, you know, it's like this huge, like, <gasps> well, and if they write it, it's like, they'll have like this cool name of a book and then they'll say a lesbian romance. Like, it's very like, I don't know, like when I look for books, like I'll see the name and it'll be, you know, something, you know, very like a normal name, like, you know. Well, they have to, like, point it out in case, like, you don't really want to read that. You have I know, to but like, you look at the category. There's a way to go in and look at the category of the book. Like, they yes, categorize, like, if we're talking about Or you just read the synopsis and you just say, oh, okay, that's, oh, you know. Oh, I don't think I want to read about lesbians, so I won't read that. Well, or you do, you right, know. Or you do. Um, I, do. I mean, I haven't read this book, but, you know, one book that um, I think does this, um, there's a transgender heroine in a Courtney Milan book. Um, and I don't know if anyone's read this. I'm not... A Hold huge on, fan of is? yes in contemporary romance. Um, she's oh. a trans woman, oh. and she is. Um, she has this online. Uh, oh, I saw that. Yes, and I can't remember anything much about the synopsis because I'm not sure if it's on Audible yet. It wasn't the last time I looked. 
Um, but it, it's a it's a contemporary romance about a woman who's a trans woman and this guy who they hate in real life and they have this like really amazing like online chemistry. And I'm always drawn to books like that. So I think at some point I'm going to have to read this book, but I can't think of the name of it. So I'm so sorry. But, you know, in that book, it was just sort of like, not like a, I think a lot of times when someone puts diversity in a book, it's like a shock factor. Like, Oh, like there's diversity in this book. And well, you know, and I, now it's such a push. Like, right. you know, there's this huge push for diverse books. And so I think it is something that people are giving a lot more thought to, but still in that way that it needs to be, like it's not just a thing that happens it's a very calculated choice that people make and it's a choice they should make i just wish that we had a different attitude about yep. that or and if if they write a book about say a woman who's more curvy the book has something about curviness or fat in the title yes i've seen that right i've seen like bbw romance I'm like what what, what does that it? even mean Big, beautiful woman. <gasps> is, is that, that what that, that means? I didn't know yeah. what that meant. Yes. I just found out. This is totally not on the subject of what we're talking about right now. But I just <laughs> learned. Because I looked at a, I was looking at books the other day. New books that came out. And it said M-P-R-E-G. Like M-Preg. And I'm like, what does what? this mean? And I looked at it. It's male pregnancy, my dears. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had romances about men Wait, who got what? pregnant. <laughs> I know. It's a thing. There were at least How? three of them that just well, came out. Well, it's, it's funny hey. because back in the day when I used to be the girl who um, who vanished into fan fiction to deal with my feelings. This is um, Stacey, not Sarah. This is Stacey. <laughs> oh, oh, because you're so embarrassed that I liked fan fiction. No. I'm but... proud. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I'll own it. But anyway, there was a whole category of this male pregnancy Wait. thing in fan fiction. But, but, but. <laughs> I don't even know. Don't ask me. It's it's a new, it's a trend. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I didn't know BBW was big, beautiful woman. I had no idea. Like, why do they have to categorize it? Not everybody why do they has have a to... size for you. I'm just saying. So. I mean, it's okay if you right. are, but if you're not, that's okay too. And your, your book shouldn't be called something like, well, I don't want to out it. There's yeah. a book that just came out, but you know, a lot of times there's just allusions to that the fact that someone's overweight in the title. Is that the book that I is, is that the yeah, book that I really, that want, I really to want to read, read actually? To desperately? So um, I just all right. What book yeah. is this? Muffin Top. Muffin Top. It's oh, by um, Avery Flynn. Avery Flynn. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It got very because the first book in that series was called Butterface. Yeah. Because I guess she's not very pretty, so everything about her is great. Butterface. So That's it's terrible. called Butterface. Well, I've heard that expression before. Butterface. That's terrible and i kind of like books where they're not that pretty what? and i do too that's i'd like to see fine. more of people who just... aren't like 100 percent beautiful but the thing about from what i looked at the synopsis i haven't read it but it's about the fact that it shouldn't it i mean just based on what i saw from the you know from the little synopsis i put it on my wish list but it's about the fact that you um that people like it was like this thing, like that they were kind of making fun of her because her face was so average and that the guy ended up being really attracted to her anyway. And you know what, you know, some of us in this world are lucky enough to be really beautiful. And a lot of us are, are not. Yes. And either way, because 
I mean, my friends will all laugh at me. Uh, everyone's beautiful to me. My friends are all, be- I mean, I just really adore people. They make me happy. But I like reading books where they're not like supermodels, super humanly beautiful because a lot of people aren't. And I, I don't know how other people who read romance, how they feel, but, and I've said this before on other book bistro episodes, but I feel like I like to identify with a character a little bit. I'm not saying that I'm like extremely beautiful or extremely not beautiful, but I just like to find something about a character that I can be like, Oh, I, I could be like that. Or I, I get that. I feel yes. that. I understand that. I empathize. And when they're so beautiful and so perfect, a lot of times that happens in historical romance, but it happens in the regular, you know, in contemporary too. It like almost puts me off because I'm like, you know, I, I just feel like their lives are so plastic. How yeah, do you relate? Perfect. Yeah. How yeah. do you relate? Or they'll go and they'll eat like a whole pizza you know, like they try to make them like relatable characters, like the heroine, like, oh, yeah, they really like pizza and beer. So they eat a whole pizza and they, I mean, it's just so like not, it's just, I don't know. It, it's not very relatable to me. You know, but I, then again, to play devil's advocate, you know, for some people, they want to disappear into this fantasy world where everyone That's true. is beautiful true. and perfect. So it just depends what you want. I think as, as I've gotten older and entered a new decade, I sort of feel <laughs> like... <laughs> I sort of feel like I, I want more of the relatable characters more than like the the perfect fantasy. So I think I think romance kind of evolves depending on where you're at in your life too. Well, and I think to be fair, we all oh. like I want different things. You know, kind of like what you're saying, Stacey, about like you know the time of your life, but also just like the mood that I'm in. Like, do I want? Yep. You know, sometimes oh, for sure. I want like the really like the things that I love about historical romances. Like right. I want that kind of fantasy of like the balls. And I know that like neither of you are really fans of that, but I love that. Every like, once in a while though, it's a great place to disappear to. Yeah, you it's know? Like there's something very enchanting about that and I, I love it. So it's not that like I want all of that to be gone, because certainly I don't. I just would like a little bit more of the other things as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like what's real? Like, Christmas yes. Like yes. That. I just feel like her books are really real. Or Jennifer Weiner. I feel like her characters. Like, what was that book? I know it wasn't like a total romance, but what was that book um, where there were several people in it? Oh, God. I mean, all her books <laughs> are several people. But this book, <laughs> this book, the girl wants to donate her eggs and then then she realizes like very soon into yes and she ends up realizing that she's a lesbian but then and then but there are more there's more to that book but I'm just saying like I I really really liked how Jennifer Weiner wove all those characters together and they were oh some of them like one of them I feel like that was the book where there was the girl that people thought she was like kind of like flaky and out there and the little kid was watching yo gabba gabba and she said it looked like a penis for her a dildo she forgot that um she was talking to a child i don't think that's the same book i think that's the same book i feel like that's a sister like a ditzy that people think she was like a ditzy sister or she used to use drugs or something no matter the thing i like about her though is that her characters no matter who they are they're relatable to me yes yes so so let's kind of move on though because i feel like we've been on this for a, a while. while. Yep. So we all can kind of, you know, think of things that we would like to see more of. 
I have to say, I would like to see less billionaires in romance. Um, the billionaire's virgin princess mystery, yes. right? <laughs> With yes. the baby. Barf. We're done. We don't, I don't want to read about, I, I, if it has anything about a billionaire in the title. I just passed I right by. No, I, I do yeah. too. Because, like, yeah. you know, there were a few of those. Like, I really did enjoy the Sylvia Day Crossfire series. Yeah, I, I need to read. I only read, like, the first half of the first Crossfire book. But she did have a compelling writing style. So that is yes. a billionaire that, you know. But, I mean, I think this whole genre became much more popular after Christian Grey. Fifty I mean, Shades, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of a and sudden, billionaires so many of these like that are these really young guys who have all this money and they're so handsome they're wealthy and terrible and they're like stalking nothing about them no there's not so i could do it and same for the women like the princess billionaires whoever they end up with pool boy or whatever like there's they have like the female billionaire version of it where the guys like the pool boy and the tidy whiteies or I don't even know. Like a lot of it's so shallow to me. It makes me mad. Am I getting old? I don't know. And (laughs) I think, I think too, like we have, there's a whole new, like there's a sort of like this flood of sports romance out there right now too. All these different like Uh, hockey teams and different, you know, things. But I mean, when, I'm okay with some, like the Susan Elizabeth Phillips, like the Chicago stars. Those are great. Yes. Um, I, Rachel Gibson writes a book, a bunch about, I think it's a hockey team. And those were very enjoyable. I really like, I, read um, them. I just read this book by Alexa Martin called intercepted. And, um, that was so enjoyable. Like I laughed my butt off the whole way through. Like I couldn't stop laughing. So for me, even though I don't give a crap about football and, Oh, wait, I love Ohio State football. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but I, I, even though, like, sports aren't really my thing, I mean, if it's done well where it's, like, relatable to those of us who don't care about sports, I think it's okay. But um, I do think that's become a whole, like, subgenre now. Oh, God, there are different... so many. Yeah. There's, like, there's British one... ones and American British ones. ones. I didn't know yes. there were British ones. Oh, yes, there's, like, ones about rugby and cricket. Ew. And oh, wait a minute though. Penny Reed and LH Coseway wrote a series with a couple rugby players. And I have to say that series was pretty hot, but it wasn't really about rugby. It they just happened to be on the rugby team, but that was a really good series. But a lot of them, they have like these awful names like the baller. Oh, yes. <laughs> there are those. What the hell is a baller? Like I don't even Or get pucks or whatever. Like Oh yeah, like oh, Helena Hunting. Is that Helena Hunting? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought it made it. It is giggle, like but... get pucked and <laughs> puck you. And like they all have the word puck in it. Yes, they do. Pucking it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> So we, we could have like fewer of those. We I could think. I do think, though, I, I feel like romance kind of goes in spurts. And, you know, like, for a long time, it was, like, sexy vampires because of Twilight. And then for a long time, it was, you know, billionaires because of Fifty Shades. And, like, you know, so you kind of get – you start out going, oh, my God, this whole genre is really great. I love this. And then all of a sudden, it gets to be too oh, much. Oh, yeah, and you're like, wow, okay, enough. Yep. Although, but, I could go back to, like, the days of a lot of vampires. Like I, I would could, really too. Like- oh, I could, too. I really yeah. like more, like, you know, paranormal fantasy. I do, too. Yep. You know, those kind of romances with the really complex world building. 
Yes. That go on and on for like a million books. I I could totally do that. And the slow burning romance. Yes. The more I read, the more I really like slow burning romance. Like really, I could do so much less. I know when you're in college, like if you're a real person, like hooking up in a bar, like a one night stand is great. I really, ugh. I just know there's never anything I did. So well, well, we just dreamed about it. We never got to do it. So, you know, but But I'm, I'm just saying like, I just like, I think what I'd like to see more of, I know we're kind of talking about what we want to see less of, but what I'd like to see more of is a relationship that builds. And it doesn't have to be like, I mean, I don't really read a lot of like inspirational, like religious romance, but I, what I do like is a romance where, they get to know each other a little bit more. It's not, I mean, I love sexual chemistry. Please don't get me wrong. Let's talk about sexual chemistry because I think that's so important. You know, yes. I think when it's built and, and like the tension is heightened by waiting like for half the book before you even get to jump into bed with the, the two, you know, protagonists actually get it on. I think it's so rewarding to have that tension built. Like I'd love yes. to see more of the slow burn, like, slow build sexy romances kind of coming back because to me at this point I think those are like the hottest things ever yes I, like, I love them amazing Stacy and I have just read a couple I've been devouring them I don't know why <laughs> if I looked at them before Stacy had read this first book and told me it was good I would have skipped right over them because I would have thought they were new adult and very vapid yeah but Stacy and I have been reading especially me a lot of LJ Shen's books and her books, you would look at it and think like, ew, barf. Like it's all like, you know, stuff we've read so many times. But then if you read one of her books, it's a slower building, not every book, but they, it's Sparrow. Yeah. Oh my God. Sparrow. And then, so I know we've, we, you Stacey are not sure that you would like this because he really isn't ass, but, um, vicious ended up being so good. And, um, before the podcast started, we were talking about books that make our stomachs flip. Yes. And so you have to get past if you're going to read, like, say, Vicious by L.J. Shen. That one made me cry because he was such a jerk. I put it down, but Sarah told me I have to pick it up and resume reading. And maybe you'll hate it. Maybe I was just looking at it with a different mindset, and maybe I would hate it tomorrow. But what I loved about that book was that she – there was a lot of chemistry and she kind of pissed me off because she just thought he was so beautiful. Like she just couldn't say no to him. But on the other hand, she really, well, I know, but she really stuck up for herself in certain ways and he became so vulnerable. It's one of those books where like you think the character is one way and you're like, Oh my God, I hate you. Like you're, I have, there's nothing to recommend you. You're so terrible. And by the end, like you're like smiling and like rooting for them because like they have, I don't know. And they did not have sex right away even though it's very sexual, the book, and they talk about it a lot. And I don't know, it was just so, like, I really thought when I started reading it that they, because they have flashbacks in almost every chapter to um, them being in high school, their senior year. And I kept thinking, oh, sure, shooting, they're going to have had sex their senior year and puke. And then 10 years later, here we go, like the, the poor girl and the rich boy and, oh, barf. That is not how it was at all. Oh, interesting. Okay, yes. I'll have to try it again. Yes. I, there's some, you know, and, and what I'd like to see more of is someone who writes like, oh my God, Shen, LJ Shen. Shen. Um, her writing style kind of elevates her books above the average contemporary romance. And I so, so 
Yeah, I think when you find somebody who has a really compelling writing style, they can push your limits more and make you enjoy books that they write, even if it's something that kind of makes you a little bit uncomfortable when you're reading it. Oh, she she makes me uncomfortable. Every book I've read, she's made me uncomfortable. So for me, that is Tiffany Rise. I um, okay, need I need to try, to try her. her. <laughs> I absolutely twins. adore her writing. Um, what I will say is, and neither of you will be fans of this, do not read them in Audible, please. <laughs> Her, her narrators. Do they act it out? No, but they're just so terrible. Like, I've oh. never heard such terrible narrators. Well, I have before, but they're... <laughs> and they're, like, differently <laughs> terrible narrators. Oh, um, okay. So she has, like, a romantic suspense that is narrated well called The Lucky Ones. And I love it a lot. Um, Should we start I, with that and, like, ease our way? Because isn't she could. kind of borderline erotica? Yes. So... I have a hard time with that sometimes. The thing that I love about her is that her romances are almost always like a touch of the forbidden and some of them like way more than a touch. Like a priest? Sex club. Precisely like that. And and sex clubs. Like a BDSM club, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I know that they're not like a thing that everyone is comfortable reading because not only are they very sexual, but they, they take a really close look at like the differences between sexuality and spirituality. And it's, it's a, it's hard to explain. So I know that they're not books that everyone will love. And certainly I don't want anyone to read things that would make them uncomfortable in like a majorly harmful way, but there's something about the way that she writes and the symbolism that she uses when she writes that is just really, really magical. And even when I'm not fully like comfortable with what, like with her subject matter, I always love her writing. So there's a book I could get for free by her called The Bourbon Thief. Would you recommend that book? I do like The Bourbon Thief a lot. Um, and that one is probably one of the more like mainstream ones that people... Yeah, like, you're not going to go to a sex club. It has, like, a really, really lovely historical component to it um, and this gorgeous forbidden romance. Um, See, I don't mind books about sex clubs as long as they're written, like, well-written. But I feel like every book I've read about a sex club... They write so like, oh, I'm going to sound like really, ooh, like I hate how I'm going to sound right now. They sound like so tawdry, like crass <laughs> and like, uh, like, yeah, but, I mean, like, know, why can't you write a book about a sex club and write like with good language like you would in a mainstream romance? Why does it have to be like, uh, do I sound like really old lady? No, I think it's fair. I think there's a lot of things in like the you know, the darker aspects of romance that are objectionable, not just because of the subject matter, but because of the, like, the crass quality of the writing. Because it's that not, goes back to, that goes it's back not to what we were loving. saying about, like, L.J. Shen, you know? Like, I mean, if you find right. somebody who their writing style is so compelling that you can kind of stretch your boundaries a little bit and kind of enjoy what they're saying, even though it's making you uncomfortable. Like, that right. sounds like what Tiffany... What is it? Rice. 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 It's what yes. she does. I mean, I read her The Night Mark, and it yes. was so beautiful, I can't even tell you. And there oh, was I not love one sex scene for the entire book. Right. You know, maybe at the very end, but 
it wasn't about that. It was about her developing these beautiful, like well fleshed out characters. And so if she does that in her, um, her darker uh, what's the series called the darker the, the series. The... So she has the original sinners. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm thinking of. yeah. Yeah. The red yeah. years and the white years. Um, and it's, it's an eight, actually the ninth book just came out last year. I'm so excited. Um, but it's primarily like an eight book series with this kind of epilogue that she's done made like a ninth book as, and I'm, I really want to read it, but it's just lovely long look at the, like just the breadth of this relationship and, and how it affects people in every like aspect of their lives. And it's All amazing. Right. You've talked me into it. I'm going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to stretch, it's going to stretch my comfort zone, but I'm going to try to read it because it sounds like, I think her writing will stand up to what she's writing about. So. If something is well-written and they write it in a certain way, I basically could read any type of romance. But a lot of the romance where I'm intrigued by the synopsis of the book and then I start reading it and everything's – and I don't yes. mean crass. Like, I'm not talking, like, some F-bombs or some – I'm not talking no. like that. But where you're, like, they don't even like each other or there's no, like, feeling of, like – because in romance, to me, I feel like there needs to be – you're reading it because you want to hear about people that really love each other, like, by the end. Even right. They're many, building that. Yes. Yeah. And when it's so crass and so, like, trite and trashy, I just look at it and I'm like, that is not – you know, I mean, I could go, like, sit on my college campus and hear people talk like that. You know, I, I work on a college campus. Like, I don't – I want – I want a romance that like makes me believe that these things are possible. So let's talk about that. Cause it's, yeah, val- it's going to be Valentine's day. You know, like I think one thing that I love about romance novels is that you can get away with the grand gestures that we can't yes. make in real yes. life. That makes you feel like, okay, this guy's in a bar singing to the woman of his dreams. And like, they just had this huge fight and they've been, you know, like, he's doing this or he's like proposing in the middle of like some amazing thing or like in pretty woman, there's opera playing and like he's using his umbrella to pull down the fire escape ladder to go up and get his woman, you know, and like things in real life that will never happen. But the grand gestures that are so cheesy in reality that make us feel so make your stomach satisfied and make your stomach flip. And I love the grand gestures. I love the things that are so out of the realm of what happens in the humdrum world. So when I think of like romance books where the hero or the heroine makes a grand gesture, I always think of one author. When I read them, my whole body is like full of butterflies and joy, like like fizzy bubbles from champagne (gasps) and that's Susan Elizabeth Phillips and like kiss an angel like kiss an angel yes or so many of her oh yes but they're all of her books and yes it's true about sports teams they're different but they're so great I mean Susan Elizabeth Phillips and Stacey and I got to see her one time and go to a book signing and she's literally to me like the goddess of contemporary romance. I mean, she could write a book when she was 375 and forget everything she knew about romance. And still and read her it. book would be amazing. <laughs> she is yes. so great. I adore her. And, and she always has a scene in every single book 
that either like makes my nose like burn like from tears you know like that like you know how you feel like when your eyes tear up and your nose like oh but then like she'll write another scene like with some gesture where like your belly just feels like you drank an entire bottle of champagne and all those bubbles are in your belly there's just something about susan elizabeth phillips and how she writes it doesn't matter what she writes she could write erotica or she could write she could write like some syrupy bar inspirational that I would never crap. read any other place but she, yes and she knows how to write so well that anything she touches is like yep. yes she she's magical i think my favorite grand gesture comes from this little tiny like it's i can't even remember the name of the press who put it out but it's unforgettable by karen callmaker and it is this like really teeny tiny small press um and it's a lesbian romance and it has to be the most romantic thing i have ever read whether it's like it's so in in real life again like this would be like cheesy and terrible and i'd like barfalicious (laughs) i would like die of embarrassment if anyone like ever did this to me in real life but there's this scene where, you know, the, the two women have like a really big fight and they're, th- they're thinking that their relationship is, is over and they're going to have to part. And then one of them is getting on a plane and she's flying home and her partner is like running in the airport and like, oh. trying to like catch the plane you know, before it leaves. Wait! Stop! <laughs> and so that they can like you know make up and get back together it's just like the most lovely thing i've i've seen and i've read you know a lot of romance both you know heterosexual romance and and gay romance of one sort or another and this is just like the best gesture i think i've ever come across and i love it so much so but it's how the author yes. painted the picture because a grand gesture, if you don't paint the no, picture it's right, flat. says the girl who doesn't write. Right. But when you read a book, I mean, I feel like any type of romance, it could be historical, contemporary, any of them. Paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. Urban fantasy, paranormal. If the gesture is done right and they paint the picture the right way. Yeah. It's, oh, it's magical gosh, then. It just... Otherwise, you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, really? like get like, over that's it stupid you no know, you messed up okay or you'll be like that but would no never really happen <laughs> right but if they paint it the right way you're Whoa! like that's so great. yeah i want people to you know i want to believe even if i know like my rational mind knows that that wouldn't happen i want the author to like make me believe it and that is mm-hmm. like the best well, what about like the tropes? Like what, like, what are your favorite, like that make you so happy? So I really like, and a lot of this is like, you know, done in historicals. I think historicals do this best in my opinion. I love like the marriage of convenience. Oh, um, me too. Like I think Mary Ballow writes some of the best marriage of convenience historicals. <gasps> and Lorraine oh. Heath has written some really awesome. Yes. Was it like the heiress? Is that what it was called? The heiress. Uh, oh, oh my God. Where it's so awkward. Like you're marrying this person you don't even know. And like, you have to try to like make it work because of inheritance or whatever. And all this. Right. Sudden... There's always this very compelling. You know what I love when they write a marriage of convenience book and the first sex scene is totally yes. crap. Yep. Yes. 
Because you're like, okay, you just married this person who's going to like touch your body because you have to consummate this relationship or, the, you know, the marriage isn't legal. But really, like, you don't know them. Like, why would you want them to? Right. And it's like Mary Ballas. She just wrote one. Um, it's in the, um, oh, gosh. It's like someone oh, to Cut. love, someone yes. to whatever. Yes. And the one where the guy has the scarred face. And they, I, I <gasps> loved it. I loved everything oh. about it. And they see each other. She runs into him yes. like, up on this cliff path. I yes. just read um, it last um, summer. She's Ann Jewell. She's a teacher at a school. Is it someone yes. to love? Is that what it's called? Simply love? Oh, maybe simply it's love. simply, maybe not yep. someone, maybe it's simply, but whatever the case is, the book about Ann Jewell and the guy with the scarred face. Signum a Butler? And, yes. And what I loved about that book was the first time they got it on, it was awkward and awful. And I absolutely love that because you know what? Not every single couple is it like beautiful and orgasmic and like you know, swans and doves. And I love that about that book. I thought it was so realistic and great. And she's able to build that where you can see them like slowly yes. falling for each other. And that, that is the best. But I, the I best. don't know. Yes. I no. love the awkwardness of the marriage of convenience. Like where they, they just, they don't know each other. It's strange. They're forced together. You know, mm -hmm. I, I love, there's so many good books in that. You know, and they do some modern ones like that, too. Um, do you guys ever read books um, by Sonali Dev? I want to. I have, a, um, gosh, four of them, I think, here. And I haven't read them yet, but I really want to. Like, The Bollywood Bride. Yeah, she's a beautiful It was really writer. good. Mm -hmm. Her writing is so beautiful, and she puts so much about... Um, the Indian culture? Indian culture. And she just had a new one come out, and I just put it on my wish list, or it's coming out. It's about a girl who gets a heart transplant. Yep. And then oh, they, yeah, yeah. I have that here. And then they, it's on the black market, like all this yeah. stuff. And I, I'm so intrigued by this book. But again, she writes books where people are kind of put together that don't really, like, it's just kind of awkward. And I love that, like, when they're awkward and it's not, like, perfect chemistry from the very beginning. Because I feel like in real life. You're not going like, to have that. No. And I love some perfect chemistry books, too, because they're beautiful and, you know, love is beautiful. But I love it when they're so awkward. What about, yes. like, Wrong Side of the Tracks books? Like, where it's like, oh, those are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Like, favorite. Yes. Like, I the love the class differences. Like, Eva Lee, um, who also yes. writes as Zoe Archer. Uh-huh. Like, she does some fantastic. Who, who is it? Her name is e She writes under two names. I'm not sure if either of them is her actual name, but she writes under Eva Lee. And also Zoe Archer. Zoe Archer. Mm -hmm. And she does yeah. some really good historical things. And they're, like, you know, not so much about the nobility or, like, one member. You know, one of the couple will be, like, a duke. And then the other one is, like, a like a commoner. Um, they take place, like, in, like, um, like, like nefarious London. Like yes. 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 Yep. I love that. It's the same with, like, Elizabeth Hoyt. Yeah. Oh, God. Elizabeth Hoyt. Like, yep. I don't yes. know. And even like, you know, like modern stuff too, you know, I, I just like when it's like that weird disparity between like, I mean, even down to like, ain't she sweet, you know, with like yes. Sherbeth and, and, and Colin, the teacher. And I don't know. I, I love those kind of forbidden, like wrong side of the tracks, like dark hero. Or even like honeymoon by Susan Elizabeth. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, that was so good. 
And she was like a poorer person. And that guy was such a jerk that she ended up with. But yes, he was, so was. not yeah. a jerk. Oh my God, that was such a good but, book. But but jumping back, which Eva Lee slash Zoe Archer would you recommend that we start with? If we so read her? I really liked, she does a trilogy about women who are forced to like work for a living and like one of them is a playwright oh interesting um, one of them is like a journalist of some sort like she writes and people think that it's a guy who's like writing these articles and it's actually a woman um so those i really like and then she has um a new series and stacy you actually mentioned mm-hmm. it, um dare to love a duke yep which is um the first book in a series that i'm not able to remember the, the series title right now but it has gotten some really really good reviews and I'm very excited about it it came out just at the end of December um, and I've heard nothing but good things about it Eva Lee I will have to look her up yeah uh, yes. Eva Lee, Zoe Archer I have actually one by Zoe Archer um, and it's interesting because I think the woman in that book is like a spy and he's like a like a gutter like street tough Oh, type yeah. guy and I, oh I that stuff is so like oh my that elizabeth hoyt one of my favorite ones was this i think it's the second book in her um oh 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 what's it called maiden lane yes maiden lane series where he's charming nikki o'connor no, is that the third, oh, third one, third one. Yep, yep. oh Pirates. my god i just adored it and like if you're looking at um modern books now i know this again is not a most current book i'll have to think of a more current book but Deborah Smith, Stacey, A Place Called Home. Oh, I know. Oh. oh, my God. That's amazing. What about, like, Karen Robard's One Summer? Oh, oh I love One Summer. So good. I, I mean, there's so many forbidden things, wrong side of the tracks, like, you know, issues. But then she was his teacher when he was in high school. Like, so many yes. forbidden things. And but she does for whatever it so reason, well. For whatever reason, in that context, it worked Okay, so, Shannon, we know you hate ghosts. But Karen Robards also wrote that series about um the psychologist oh, from yeah the prison. she hates those i, know, I do but, hate those oh my yeah. god, oh my I god. Love him she writes this scene where she's dreaming the psychologist is dreaming about um charlotte stone charlotte dreaming. stone yes. is dreaming and she's in this bar with garland what's his first name michael, michael? garland and they're in this bar and they're playing adele rolling in the deep and they're dancing yep. in this bar and Oh my God, whenever I hear Rolling in the Deep now, it's like, oh, I just think of like these people, him in like his faded jeans, like with his muscles and like his, oh my God, it just, it really works for me. So we've talked about, we've talked about um, like marriage of convenience and wrong side of the tracks. Like what else works for us in romance? Like what okay, else so makes us happy? What is Sarah going to talk about? What do I love every single time? What do I, every single podcast episode say we must have uh, what kind of trope know. do i like oh come on dorinda jones i don't know <laughs> no well yes <laughs> i love dorinda jones right. beauty and the beast yes. oh, oh yes. love the opera we like that too yeah i yep. i just if i think someone is not beautiful it just makes my whole heart happy it yep. just that is like my what do you catnip. say? My catnip. It is. Catnip, yes. Oh, my God. I get so tired of, like, everybody being beautiful. I love it, like, if they have scars. Or I don't really like – I don't necessarily, like – I'm not drawn to, um, like um, – what's the word I'm trying to say? 
oh, not soldier. The the romances that are, um, you know, where they oh, not soldier. What's the word I'm trying to say? I don't know. The romance books that are like um, the, uh, military romances. Oh, what I mean, like 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 Navy Seals. Yes, and stuff? I'm not. Like those? Yes, no, I'm like not drawn either. to that, but I no. love it. I love the books like where they come back and they have like a brain injury or they've had like something bad happen and they have like the they've missed an arm or they have a scars on their face or like so it's not so much about the military that I think is hot but it's more like they were one way and then through like some situation they became another way and, and there's healing and like there's, redemption yes and, yes just yep. love that we so see much. a lot of that like in regency romance yeah with like you know the napoleonic war yes um, but there are some now I think people are writing some really good things about like people, you know, coming back from like the wars in the Middle East, um, you know, Afghanistan, like before yes. we started recording, we were talking about Amy Harmon. Yes. And, um, making faces, mm-hmm. which I think is the only Amy Harmon book that is currently published that I haven't read. So oh, I Shannon, you have not read it? No. Oh I own it. I bought it when I was on my big, like, Amy Harmon spree. So and making... then, as so often happens, I then, like, got review books or, I don't know, moved on to something else. And I just keep thinking about it. Like, oh, I shouldn't read this. And so like, Making okay. Faces has a lot of stuff. It has a hero who's, like, the golden boy who comes back with scars, which that's from – you would know that from the synopsis. It also has – the best friend who uses a wheelchair. Oh, that's right. She has a lot of stuff in that book. And I think you it also has a lot of Bible, Bible verses, which is why Stacy put it down. But if you get past the Bible verses at the beginning, which there's nothing wrong with Bible verses, but I don't usually like them in a romance book. Um, No, I usually, I don't mind if it's like at the very beginning, like in like the, like, you know how sometimes we'll do it like in the beginning of a chapter or something. I don't mind that. But I don't necessarily want people to be, like, quoting them at me. You guys, like, just forget about the Bible verses and just read the book. It's really that good. Um, <laughs> is it read the book or read the damn book? Like, where read are we at Read the damn book. Okay. It's really it's, – it's, and it's pretty new adult because they're young. I mean, they're in their early 20s. But when you read the book, it's just uh, – Amy Harmon has beautiful writing. Amy yes. Amy could write about somebody having to go to the laundromat and wash underwear, and you'd be like – Oh, that's so beautiful. Like, her <laughs> writing is that good, I feel like. Amy Harmon wrote a book about a blind stripper. I know. And I fell in love with it. A blind stripper or a blonde stripper? No, blind. blind. And I'm afraid you to did? read it. It's called um, the... The Song of David. David, yep. Yes. Who's, it's is lovely. it a man or a woman who's blind? It's a woman. But okay. The, I don't know how that book ends. I was afraid to finish Does it. Does she so feel like, faces? Well, so you won't like... Well, we'll talk about right. that later okay. yes um, okay but, <laughs> but if we're talking about like like huge like romantic things amy Harmon does do some really romantic lovely books you know who else yes. wrote the most romantic book and we've talked about it in other episodes so i won't cover it for very long but jt geisinger midnight valentine, midnight valentine. <laughs> not because and it hasn't, worked... hasn't read it oh shit no, i haven't it's just so beautiful, beautiful. it's she loves to feed people and nurture people, and she's curvy, and her, oh, God, she's awesome. It's all the things. If we just say it's all the things, it's it works. It's all the things. Yep. It's all the 
But he's not from the wrong, wrong side of the tracks. Oh, well, we can forgive him that, I suppose. But he we has, can let that go. He has lots of other things that happened to him. Um, that book, book is just an amazing book. But for me, what, what for always you? gets me is Beauty and the Beast. What gets you, Shannon? Oh, aside from, like, marriage, I really like people on the run. Like, I want oh. people to be in danger, like, um, like Moving Target by Elizabeth Lowell. I think that, I read that. Like, I want like two people to be united, like you know, keeping each other safe, and they're trying to like keep away from whether it's like you know the the law or these kind of you know people who are out to like do bad things to them. Um, but I love that that sense of like these two people united in like a common goal. And they can only rely on each other. And I feel like that just, like, amps up that sexual tension. And also just, like, that danger. I love that. But I'm I, also reading Tammy Hogue during the Polar Vortex. Yes. Which Tammy so. Hogue book is the one about New Orleans? Oh, oh those are uh, the best. Oh, A Thin Dark, dark Line. A Thin Dark Line. Red, yep. Oh, my God. That was my favorite but you're reading Night Sins right now, is that right? And is yes. that the first in the duology, Night Sins? Yes. And Night then Night and Guiltiest. Is that the Guiltiest one about sin. the where there's a child? Yes. Yes. But there's that. also there's also really a really like good a, a like priest. A, yes. A priest and her name's like Hannah and she's a, a widow or something. Or oh my god, she's the were, mother of the missing the mother child. Of son. Yes. Those books yes. were really good before I yeah. had kids. I can't read them now because they're you know, well, before like, I had kids, I was so much braver. But, but um, like, on the run, like, Karen Robards is the master yes. of that. Like, remember, did you guys read Night Magic, where she's, like, a romance writer and she's yes. on the run? Her no, I have talk. it here. Yep, yep. That one's really, really good. It's old. Again, that's, like, from the early 1990s. But I feel like a while ago, there were a ton of books about, like, being on the run. And, yes. like, you know, having yes. to, like, be in these really awkward situations. And, yeah, but I think we are... Mine is the book that I was reading in my bed where my brother came in and scared me. It was the middle of the night. I didn't know he was coming in. And I, I punched, I literally <laughs> swung from my bed, punched him in the face and knocked him flat. That was my Broke his glasses. I like, I did. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so many Hogue. things we could talk about with these, with these, you know, what we like to see. I, true. I, I could go for three hours, but probably people don't want to no, hear No, people don't want to hear long. this for three hours, I don't think. And I don't think Christine wants to edit this for three hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> she might be kind of upset with us if we did that. But we will have to reconvene and, you know, talk more about romance fabulousness. Because I would love to know what other people like it. Me too. Yes. Like, yes. what lights your fire? What gets you turned on? What makes you hot? Like, what pushes all of your romance buttons what books do you think like epitomize like the perfect romance yes talk to us on facebook you can send us emails um eventually i will get a twitter account set up for book bistro because that would be a very good way for people to get a hold of us um i just need to figure that out (laughs) yes so yes do let us know what you love in romance and thank you to Stacy and Sarah for chatting with, uh, with me about romance and all the things that we love and some of the things that we don't. And, of course, <laughs> thanks to Christine for her fantastic <laughs> editing. And 
Yes. Thank you, Christine. No one would, would want to hear the like uncut version of these. <laughs> no, it would, it would not be great. Especially when Stacey and I are on there and like have lots oh, like, of Oh, they're all of interesting, I think. <laughs> and thanks to all of you who have joined us as we talk about so many great books we appreciate it so much if you have something to say to us if you'd like to let us know how we're doing what you think um things you'd like to hear us talk more about or i suppose even things you'd like to hear us talk less about please feel free to leave us a rating or a review on apple podcasts or whichever platform you use to access the show it would not only tell us how we're doing but it would also help other book lovers to find the show and that would be a fantastic thing just all around so that does it for us and i hope everyone is warm and dry and well read good night everybody <laughs> <laughs>